The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Kelly Payfer. I may be from Down Under, but don't ever underestimate me. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a mom. Model, but I'll never be your model minority. Becca Simon. It gets icy where I'm from, so you know I'll bring the heat. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Where I come from, we're known for our great lakes, but I'm just known for my great ass. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jib, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Maria M. Where I'm from, they sing God Save the Queen, so I guess you can call me a god. Jill Walsh. I made it up this hill myself, and I'll kick any jack off. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. John Friedman. Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mama means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist pumping, this Jersey girl brings the party. Amanda Agosti. Everything is bigger in Texas and my heart is no exception. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can ever take you down. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets and I get it all. Adade Adidoko. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but I'm actually just smoking. Deepa Canopoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Adil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Trinity Subramaniam. I have four degrees and eight syllables and zero fucks to give. Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shame. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. Brianna Tony. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. And lastly, Tanisha. While others are turning tables, I'm dancing on them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to talk to you i am so excited to talk as well i'm gonna I've tell had, everybody like, so what... much fomo i've been sitting here thinking like i'm like talking to myself when i'm yeah. watching i'm like oh that's a good one i should say that that's a great point and then i'm like oh but i have nowhere to go and say it now say it to whomst okay <laughs> wait i have a question um i'm mm. um, um, um can i tell everybody what i texted you earlier today yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I'm having a date night tonight with my husband after like, I don't know, six months, seven uh-huh. months, like year. I have no idea. Yeah, and you just I'm, came back from vacation, by the way. That's it, but it was with family. That's not the yeah. same thing. Okay, so just the two of you, yeah, just yeah. the two of us are going on a date tonight, uh-huh. and I am more excited about recording this episode with you. <laughs> Spending time with my husband. Because, like, with my oh, husband, I'm like, so I have good. to put a bra on and put on real pants to go to a nice restaurant and, like, do my hair. Oh, and so makeup. you're just excited because I am a, I'm a cheaper date. Like, you, you know, don't that's have to not spend, my, spend, you don't have to dress up for me. You don't have to do anything for I don't me. I have to put I'm out just, for you nothing. Nothing. So this is because uh, that's why you are excited. Not because of me. <laughs> it's because it's less effort on your part. Oh, my God. No, it's so also good. It's very so good for a few minutes. Like a few <laughs> seconds. And now Listen, it's all gone. Oh No, also, 
also it's very it's lower in expectations is what no, it is you no, know that that's an SNL <laughs> thing where they show two people walking away with lowered expectations that's what it is <laughs> no listen also my uh i the talking to you is effortless what am i gonna do talk to my husband about dorit's break-in like he's like, he doesn't care we're going to try to talk to each other or I'm going to try to talk to him. Then he's mm. going to start scrolling on Twitter and mm. then I'm going to open up Instagram and then that'll be our date night. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to pay too much money for steak and fish and yeah. then we're going to come home. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What do you guys talk in at date night? It's I, I have a hard time. Like I want to go on a date, but then I end up talking about my kids, my dogs. It takes so long to get away, get out of the, hey, talk about all of our issues and talk to each other about each other. That takes mm-hmm. so long. It usually happens towards the end of the date. And by that time, the end date has ended and now we are back at home with the dogs and the kid. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. I, like I said, okay, so last date I think we had or like only he and I going out was we uh, went to a friend's birthday party. Uh-huh. But that doesn't really count because right. we're there with other friends. Yeah, you had time- buffers. You had conversation buffers. Yeah. And then now I you have before- to actually look at his face across the table and have And he a has a lovely face. He He's does. He has a lovely face. Yeah. You look but, at it all the time. But before, exactly. I look at it all the time. And you know what? I know I'm going to be looking at his face and I'm going to be like, I could tell by your face that you want to open up your phone and scroll through it. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. And guess what? As you go, as, as you know, you're at what, what, how many years of marriage are you at? 10? We're at almost 11. 11. Wait until you get to 20 years of marriage. And then you're like, I know exactly what you're thinking. I know what you were thinking before. I know what you're going to think the next minute. I know exactly what's happening in your brain. You don't have to even say it. I know what you're thinking. I already heard it. I already argued against it. Now I'm already upset because of what I think you're going to say. It's like a whole thing. I. It's like we... The There's other no thing, mystery left. Yeah. The other thing with <laughs> us is that he and I text all day long and we're yeah. in multiple group texts with other people. Mm. So it's like – it's not even like I can like go to dinner with him and be like, oh my God, and like tell him a bunch of like hot gossip that I have, you yeah. know, because he like already knows everything. So like yeah. – Maybe I should remove myself from those text messages. Maybe I should stop communicating with him during the week. Then he can if you think have that a I'm date night plan, then yeah. you have to not communicate with him for a couple Dur- of days. Yeah, I think to maybe store that's up some to stuff to talk. Yeah, and we already had sex this week, so it's like uh, we're not doing that again. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> that's so done. The, so the poor man doesn't even have anything to look forward to after the date. <laughs> <laughs> And again, this is why I would much rather be talking to you <laughs> than going on a date. <laughs> oh, poor fun. I know. I know. Okay. In one, in one instance, by saying what you just said, you have made both Fahad and me feel bad because I am the cheat. I don't feel special. And he, he's like, you are too much. You are too high, high maintenance. He doesn't feel special either. Yeah. Well, I'm a villain like Diana Jenkins. <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you like her? Okay. I okay, Let's just set the stage. We're talking about this week's uh, Beverly Hills and New Jersey wrapping up. We'll talk about Beverly Hills first. I wanted to hate her, but Uh I actually really enjoyed her. Me too. So far, so good. I like it. You you come in with a refugee story with me. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you got me. Like, it was I'm like, always going to feel but that. But also, it was like, I thought they were going to show her pictures. Like, when you talk about, you know, when Marge's mother's story yeah. came out, they showed their pictures. For Diana Jenkins, it was like CNN, you know. Yeah, it was like 1990s sh- war footage. War footage, but it was not her family pictures or her in different situations. It was like some random people during the war. It's like. It was like okay, but war stock you, footage. How do I know that you clean toilets, Diana? I don't know. I don't see a picture of it. Show me what you look like from 19 to whenever exactly. you met this banker. I think I, the woman they show was not her. 
I will say what I appreciated was her saying off the bat that she is nouveau-rich. Yeah. She's like, guess what? I was poor. Now I'm really rich. And now I'm just buying a bunch of shit because that's what yeah. new rich people do. Like, yeah. I appreciate that about her. And I also mm-hmm. think that it's it's nice to see her in the house because she's like – not lying about her husband. Mm. She's very honest about like, yeah, I met a really rich guy and then I had a bunch of money and I keep making more money and this mm-hmm. is how I'm spending. But at the same time, like, yeah, and she's like, and I have a house full of people and they all work for me. Mm-hmm. But then she's also like sitting on the floor and feeding her kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was just for cameras, but it felt honest. It felt a little, I think it was just for camera only because everybody in the house was in attendance to be, make sure that they were all in the camera. True, 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 true. You're right, you're right. Like, this is not it's how like, you feed all son, your meals. This is my boyfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend has the beard. That's how you know the difference. And yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, okay, let me just show everybody show up. Today is camera time day. And so. I know. So I don't, people I don't are questioning she- her husband's sexuality, which I don't love because that is for people to say on their own. Yeah, because they've just, they're like, oh, he's a drama kid. I'm like, no. There's a lot of jokes being made about the beard talk. Mm -hmm. So is Bradley Cooper. So Bradley Cooper's a beard? No, I'm just saying drama kid. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is he looking for a beard? Because I'd love to be his beard. I'll just swap one Philly guy out for another Philly guy. (laughs) No, I was talking about the actual beard. Not yeah, okay. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. He has the beard and the son doesn't have one. That's what I was talking That's about. True. Also, um, her kids, their names, it made me Google more about her. Her kids' yeah. names are Innes, Inaya, and Eliana. And I was like, those are Muslim names. Yeah. And it turns out she does come from like a non-religious Muslim Bosnia fan- Bosnian oh, family. Oh, she's a mm-hmm. – oh, wow. Okay. she's Bosnian. So yeah, Bosnian, I was like, all right, so, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. yeah. yeah. Um, but I did enjoy her. I like the fact that Lisa Rana brought her in as essentially a witness. <laughs> yeah. In her in her feud against Sutton about Elton John's charity function. Yeah. It's it was funny because Lisa Rina is doing something low key that I've been in the past, just in these two episodes. Um, I don't know if <laughs> Erica Jane is noticing this, but she's like flaunting wealth. To Erica, she brought the ba- the bag with the baby bag inside. What the was pregnant the point bag, of that? The pregnant Gucci bag, and then she got. Then now she's bringing like a whole person that's like expensive, too expensive, too uh, too rich with all of the rings that Erica owned before. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's like she's like, "Hey, Erica, remember when you used to be rich? This is what yeah. you look like, yeah. and you're not. You're not." <laughs> And she doesn't even bother introducing Erica to her. Erica's like, hi, I'm here. Introduce me. And oh, and this is a new Erica, by the way. All of a sudden, warm and happy and giggling and, (laughs) you know, going out of her way to be friends with women. Like, she wasn't like this two years ago. Well, being poor makes you really change yourself up, you know? Being poor makes you so much more friendlier. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What did you think of the taglines? Specifically, Lisa Rinna's. What are their taglines? Can I tell you Lisa Rinna's? Because you're going to lose your mind. What? I have a rat in my kitchen? (laughs) No. (laughs) By the way, did you make that? I did. Oh, my God. I thought he did it in his TikTok. You took the TikTok and he overlaid it with all the The Guys, go to the Instagram. I'm very shocked because I think Lisa Rinna is shadow banned on Instagram. So if you ever post anything with Lisa Rinna's name in the caption, it gets no engagement. Yeah. So – I made a reel on Instagram. It's this guy named Chris uh, Mills from TikTok. And he has this bit he does where he people post their disgusting homes. And he stitches on himself saying, you can't eat at everybody's house. And so I took that and I overlaid on top all of the rat-related tweets. <laughs> I didn't know she had had so many rat-related tweets. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Go to Lisa Rinna's Twitter, search rats. It's there's like a good you're scrolling there for like 20 minutes reading these rat tweets. There's so many. So Lisa Rinna's tagline is Harry Hamlin. There's a rat in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Paging Harry Hamlin. No, 
It is, hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I'm a bitch. (laughs) First of all, first of all, who are you saying hi to? (laughs) Secondly, that's not what karma means. (laughs) That's not what it means. She is weird. (laughs) Can you tell everybody what karma means? Karma actually literally in Sanskrit means work. So whatever you work towards is what you get is basically it, right? So it could it's good, it's considered a good thing to have karma because that means you work towards whatever you achieved. Yes. So it's what determines what, um, uh, it's basically uh, what your worth is in terms of work. So yeah. what is your duty and all of that? It's a, it's, it's not really, the word doesn't really mean duty. It doesn't really mean work. It's something in between. Yeah. yeah and I don't know exactly how to, there's no word in English that sort of matches it. What's the but, Hindi word that you would say? <clears throat> karma is the, the karma, word. I mean, karma is the Hindi word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is a Sanskrit word to begin with, but it's in Hindi, it's the same word. So it's yeah. used like it's my it's my karma is to be. You know, you could say my duty towards my family, duty towards my country. All of that is considered karma. It's what you kar is to do work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's my work in this universe, yeah. in this space and time. That's yeah, it's it like means. your purpose in life. Yeah, purpose in life is much closer. Yeah. Yeah. So like to like, say. I don't know why Americans say karma and karma is a bitch and she's going to get you. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> That's yeah, not I guess, how it works. Right? I guess okay. the way they translate it is like the idea of good and bad karma, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like that idea of, yeah, yes. It's bad you, karma it, and that you are going to see reap the benefits of bad karma or bad, uh, you know you know, bad stuff that you might have done. Yeah, but I the guess, karma but... itself, karma yeah. itself is not a bitch. No. Lisa Rinna. That's not how that word works. No. And also, who are you talking to? She's like, yeah. hi, hello. Yeah, and she's like, Car- uh, my, what did she say? My name is Karma? She says, hi, I'm Karma, I'm karma. and yes, I'm a bitch. Yeah. We know you're a bitch, but I don't think your name is Karma. Now that you are lying now, your name yeah. is Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> I my name is Lisa and I'm a bitch. Sounds yeah. better. Off the bat, she's like, guess what, guys? My name is yeah. Karma. And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah, she's such a messy, messy, messy person, but she's so... Uh, she's such a disaster that now I'm watching her like it's a... Comedy wreck, show. A car wreck that I'm yeah. passing by and I'm just going to watch as you know the rats undo her for the rest of her yeah <laughs> this is that the rat story is just crazy the rats guys uh yeah. but okay one thing about diana's tagline is that it's actually taylor armstrong's tagline diana's tagline is the only thing better than having it all is having even more yeah and taylor yeah. armstrong's first season tagline was something like i have it all and now i want more the only th- <gasps> she said something like you know, you may think I have it all, but now I want more or yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. But even the way she said it, I was like, I've heard this before. Yeah. So it's like, you know, has, housewives. she just put it into the uh, housewife, you know, generator, generator <laughs> online and she came up with it. <laughs> I even like, I feel like Bravo because now they're doing this thing where they don't show the taglines in the very first episode of the Mm -hmm. season. And I feel like Bravo is running out of ideas of new taglines. So they're like, maybe if we just don't show it for a couple of episodes, people will just forget that we do Housewives taglines, you know? Um, They didn't show it in the first episode, right? No, they didn't. And then the second episode, they did. They did. Now, what do you think about uh, Dorit's break-in? I thought it was horrible. So I believe it. Yes. <laughs> I don't not believe it. I thought PK's tears were true. I mean, when yeah. PK came in, when you know, his, poor PK, I call him diabetes, but <laughs> diabetes has his lower lip was like quivering. I know, like when he saw her. I think that um, everybody thought it was weird that she showed up in her sweatpants at Kyle's, mm-hmm. and I think it was the producers saying we can either come to your house and film this or we can film it at a different spot. And she said, I don't want to, I, you know, with all the tape and 
the police tape and all the yeah. investigation happening. I don't want cameras here. And so they made a compromise and said, let's just meet. And, you know, Kyle probably jumped at the idea yes. and said, let me host you because I want. To... Here's the other thing that happened that I felt from the whole break in thing, that whole episode. I was like, it was Kyle was doing too much, was reacting way too much, was empathizing too much to the point that that felt fake. Yeah. And and. And uh, Sutton was doing the exact opposite. She wasn't reacting at all. Not at <laughs> it's all. It's like the two extremes. You don't have to be like Sutton, but you don't have to be like Kyle either. Just Kyle was like, oh, person. no. Every, every bit of the story as it came out, Kyle was like bursting yeah. out in tears. She bit her fingers she, off. Yeah. yeah, she had like, yeah, she bit her fingers out and she had like extra special tears for every scene. She yeah. was like crying with every and then Mauricio just chomping away eating his munchies because <laughs> he's too high to listen to this story it was just too much also here's a question I have so the morning <clears throat> that it happened like the yeah. day after it happened all these women went to Dorit's house mm-hmm. then they is it later that same night or the next day or whatever they go to Kyle's house and have this filming right yeah so when she's retelling that story I think Kyle's already heard it. Yeah, right? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Kyle went there in the morning. She probably heard it already. Yeah. Even if she was there for five minutes, you know that Dorit has said this. And Dorit comes in almost like, I need to tell this story now because the producers are making me do this. I'm going to come in and I'm going to go straight into the story and start recanting it. There's no... I'm okay. How you feel? That's like very short. She just goes straight into the story. Yeah, She's like, yeah. let me get through this because PK is going to be here and I want to go home. Right? Yeah. That's how I felt she was going through it. I've never seen Dory that shook, shaken up and I think she should be. And so she does that. And Kyle is, has these fresh tears for her. Like she's listening, hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, so she went to Dorit's house that morning, then yeah. she came back, and then she was sitting by her window, yeah. crying into the right. front yard. Like, crying as if, by herself. Crying into the front yard, like, you know, I don't know, like, Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, and then, I wonder how much she cried when Kim was held up. <laughs> Did she cry for that, too? I know. I feel like Kyle tries to practice crying when people get held up. Yes. And then, later that night, she has everybody come over. Yeah. And then she's still crying. Yeah. How many hours of the day did you spend crying, Kyle? That's some great acting there. You know what? It is. She is in the number one movie in the country yeah, at that she time. Is. She is. It is. <laughs> I was like, when was the shot? Like February when like yeah. no good movies are out? Like what mm-hmm. is this? I don't know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for her. I felt, I bad, felt for bad for Dorit. I felt that Um. and then PK came there because Dorit was there and <laughs> And they came and they left almost immediately, right? They talked for a little while and then they left. Yeah. Um, but they then they couldn't stay. find PK's phone and Dorit had a meltdown over it. I think Dorit was having going to have a meltdown anyways. <coughs> and I think she was she thought she was done with the scene and she was going to sit outside and wait for him. And she didn't want him to leave her. So oh. when he walked back in is when she started crying. And I'm like, this is Beatles shit. And Bravo is putting it in. This is not something they should have captured. You think that that was like not something that uh, they thought was going to stay in the show? No. I think they thought that they had walked out and they were like, okay, we are done. Let's go home. And she's waiting for him to come back and she's just starting to cry then. Because if she could have cried, she would have cried inside. Yeah. On so camera. this episode, Dorit and PK are sitting and they're talking and they're talking about how resilient their kids are. And there is a, kids are resilient and adaptable because Dorit is resilient and adaptable. And then mm-hmm. she tells this story about a bee. Mm-hmm. And she lost me. I was like, what? <laughs> I think she thought back to the, the last time she had to be resilient. And that was like when she was a child and she had a bee chasing her. Yeah. I was like, oh. She went from bee chasing at age six to guns held, held at gunpoint. I can yeah. understand the trauma there. Like, yeah, you're right, you're right. She's you're right. very protected. Because I was like working while I was watching this. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so I kind of like, you know, it was like she was talking 
And then PK was talking. She was like, PK, you need to be quiet. The kids are next. I'm like, okay, fine. I get it. You're hiding. Yeah. You know, you're trying to like not traumatize your kids. And then so, you know, PK is going on and on. She's talking about her dad who was like in the IDF and like all yeah. this stuff. And so I'm like working. And then suddenly she's like, and then he picked up the bee and he put it in his hand. I was like, where did this bee come from? <laughs> So essentially, she was playing, and the bee started following her. And then her dad told her, and she started screaming and running around. And her dad told her to be calm because if you are calm, then the bee will know that you're not a threat to it, and it won't oh. attack you. So then she learned to be calm. And then the bee fell down, or she, her dad caught the bee because the bee landed near them, and he showed the bee to her and said, "Look, it's not biting you because you were calm." And so that's what she says she thought of when she was held at gunpoint. Oh, that she had okay. to be calm. All right. So, well, now but, I feel bad. Yeah. So, but the whole thing was see, this is why you need me. Because <laughs> the storylines that you pay attention to, are you pay attention to like major storylines about how <laughs> race is talked about? And now I'm talking, I'm paying attention to the B storyline because that was important to me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Useless um, storylines. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the major storyline this episode was Harry Hamlin's birthday party. And leading up to it, there's all this chatter Harry between. 70. 70. Can you believe it? He's 70 years old. This <laughs> is so annoying. And leading up to it, you have this drama about Sutton and Elton John and the charity event and all this stuff. So I have a question for you. Who do you think makes Harry look worse, Sutton or Lisa? <laughs> Elton John would say Lisa. Yeah. Do you think Elton John wants uh, is wants Lisa there, or do you think he wants Harry Hamlin there? I think charity? he wants the person who's actually paying for their seat there, <laughs> who's clearly not the Hamlins or Rinas. Okay. Do you think Harry yeah. sent? Sutton, that text, or do you think Lisa took Harry's phone when he oh, was you sleeping know, or in she, the bathroom? You know. Harry didn't even know about it. Harry's showing up. He's giving her a warm so warm. It wasn't so even. Warm. It was Lisa and her rat. Her rat is the one that typed it. <laughs> Lisa's rat is... Lisa's rat is is her social media manager. Yes, I was gonna say, like you know how you always see a glam team with yeah, like Erica. Lisa has a rat team. <laughs> she's she's basically ratatouille. House rats. They're filming that, her dancing. Isn't isn't the person? Isn't isn't there a rat character in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, Splinter. Splinter. That's who it. That's who's living in Lisa's oven behind Lisa's oven. <laughs> it's Splinter. Yeah. yeah. Splinter's doing her social media. Splinter's doing her social media. Splinter's yeah. the one that texted Harry. Oh, texted Sutton. As Harry. Yeah, Sutton's Harry. like, oh my God, why did Harry send a cheese emoji at the end of the text message? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag trapped. <laughs> Yeah, that's so weird. That's uh, Harry yeah. would put that block of cheese at the end. And do you think Sutton has Harry's number in her contact list that she even knows it's Harry texting? Could be some random person's text and it's probably blocked. Yes. I don't because Sutton didn't even talk about the text message. No. I, I don't think the text message ever went out. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny because also when. But Lisa the way Lisa builds it up uh, with. Um, Erica and she builds it up as oh Harry sent a text does does Sutton um, does Sutton know is Sutton coming to the party oh yeah and how is she gonna feel she's gonna feel terrible coming into the party no she had receipts she came in cold she's so chill she's so chill (laughs) she was so chill It's like Sutton got into like Meredith Marks like medication or something. Oh, it just yes. like brought her down a notch. Mm-hmm. But like even at the dinner when Harry and Lisa get there and they're doing table settings at the end, like she's seating all these people and Harry goes, "Oh, but then Sutton's at the end." Yeah. Like he says it in a way where it's obvious that he's like, "That's sad for Sutton." Like yeah. he's not mad at her. But then who would you put at the end, Harry? 
they are all housewives. They're all important. Who would yeah. you put in the end? But it's just so funny because Lisa's like, Harry's so mad. And it's like, yeah. he's obviously not. It's no. perfectly fine. He's 70 years old. Does he, you think he cares about any of this? No, he cares yeah. about telling the husbands about wiping their ass. Yeah, he wants to tell you where handshakes came from. <laughs> He's full of trivia. That's what he wants to do. He wants to talk about trivial, st- like all kinds of interesting facts that he uses in his speaking engagement. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So also just like the whole thing is such bullshit because Lisa's trying to pin it on Sutton as like, I am so embarrassed by this and it's just horrible and blah, blah, blah. And like. It's just so funny because Lisa also released these receipts, which Kyle says in the confessional (laughs) she definitely had. And it's not until Diana's like, this is classless that you guys are even talking about it. Lisa only says, I'm embarrassed by it when she's caught in the lie of the receipts. Like as soon as Lisa sees the receipt pass across the table, she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Even the receipts that Lisa shares. None of it proves anything except for the fact that Lisa and Harry are freeloaders. Yeah. Because they're like, we were scrambling to, you know, get tickets we were supposed to have. And Lisa's beef is that it makes Harry look bad because they always support the foundation. Well, bitch, how do you support the foundation? But yeah, like pay for your own ticket. And then someone else was looking online and said that they hadn't even donated anything that year. Haven't donated in years. Mm. And so what are you doing for the foundation? Do you think that when you show up to the foundation, that's like enough? Yeah. No. No. Do you think Sutton adores Lisa? No. (laughs) (laughs) Her her voice and pitch went so high. Like, Garcelle was like, no, you don't adore her. You do? (laughs) (laughs) I loved Garcelle and Kyle bonding in that moment and saying, you have a bullshitter and I have a bullshitter. (laughs) Yes, it was great. Yeah, they are like, okay, we are managing, you manage Lisa and I'll manage Sutton. So this is the thing that I really loved about this entire interaction is that because you had very real interactions, like even Erica trying to be weird with the slander, slander. The way she turns Lee completely (laughs) looking like across was it Diana Jenkins who was sitting in the middle? Yeah. (laughs) She's like looking across her and leaning over and saying, Slender, ooh, slender. It was like you could tell, like, even her doing that was so annoying. But the but I loved the interaction between her and Sutton just being like, fuck you. I don't like you. Shut the fuck up. Like, who cares? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate Garcelle and Kyle laughing on the side about how ridiculous this whole thing is. I appreciate that because in previous seasons of Beverly Hills, what would happen is Lisa would bring this up. Nobody would actually say anything. Kyle would just, you know, open her. Dorit did it. Dorit popped her eyes open and like nobody would actually say anything. It would be one fight between two people and everybody just making faces and then it would leave uncomfortably, right? Like that's what they do usually on Beverly Hills and then they drag that tension Mm -hmm. through episodes and episodes. I just love that everybody's like getting to the bottom of it. Like just like we're going to – we're not going to push this along. We're going to say what's on our mind. I don't like you. You don't like me. And Kyle keeps trying to do the thing where she's like, guys, stop. Dorit's like, we can't talk this way. We don't talk to each other like this. Like all that was silly. They do try to push it. Obviously, Kyle and Lisa even tries to do it to be like, to bring these receipts when your friend has been held up by gunpoint. What? What does that have anything to do? That has nothing to do with it. But you were going to bring up the topic. You were going yes. to you were going to accuse her of being cheap. You were going yes. to tell, you know, really. And Lisa was going at her and it was pretty nasty the way Lisa was going about it. I'm so embarrassed yes. for you. Yes. This is so embarrassing. And while all the while, while knowing that uh, um, Jenkins was going to be there and she's going to yeah. bring it up. And she was like, she is part of, Diana is part of, she underwrites this. So yeah. she would know, right? And she yeah. was like really going at it. And mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that, oh, look, Sutton is pretty calm. And now I know why, because she yeah. was sitting on her receipt. She's like, I know how dirty you played, Lisa, and I'm here for it. I just but also, it. I'm wondering, 
here's another thing that I was just thinking about this when I was watching the uh, New Jersey reunion and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm noticing more and more that Andy gets tired of people bringing in receipts and show and tell. He's like, he's not happy with it because all the housewives now are bringing like after the binder incident, I think with Monique, he's been a little tired of it. So I'm wondering if he told the Beverly Hills people, if you have receipts, just bring it up on camera and get it over with. It's possible. But I also think like it's the whole thing with housewives early on was like miscommunications, right? Right. It's always a miscommunication that leads to something else. Yeah. I That's love the basically fact that, the trope of the housewife. Yeah, and I yes. love that they're just like nipping it in the bud and moving on to the next communi- miscommunication. <laughs> like, like that's how it. That's what really needs to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. the next. I don't want to call it a miscommunication, but the next yeah. thing that obviously we're dealing with on this is, which is going to carry on to the next episode, is Sutton's bizarre interaction with Kyle. Right. And now, when Kyle uh, confronts her about it later and is like, "Are you okay?" Are you mentally okay? Why would you react that way? Sutton is not here to play games with anyone. And she actually, Sutton is ready to play games. Her explanation for why she's not comfortable talking about guns and robberies was so good because Kyla was like, you're only thinking about yourself. You can't make this about yourself. And at the same time, Kyle is kind of making it about herself by being like, I'm really freaked out by the way you're acting. It really freaked me out. And it's like, so who is it actually about? Is it about Dorit? Is it about you, Kyle? Is it about Sutton's past trauma? Mm -hmm. But it's like a level of um, gaslighting and only thinking about themselves that makes great television. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I know. I know. I liked I'm liking Beverly Hills this year. I don't know why. Maybe because I've gotten I have Garcelle and Sutton to look forward to. I think yes. they I they make it enjoyable. I loved how Garcelle was like, I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah. And but what did they even have um a proper meal? Did they, they did. have the bolognese? They because did. they it was like they sat down and then all of a sudden this started happening and then Suddenly, the men were all sitting to the side like the Jersey husbands do. Yeah. Did you see that? I mean, and they were I, like, oh, what are the girls doing? Oh, they're all squawking. Yeah, I was like, don't, Harry Hamlin, don't make cat noises. I'll yeah, punch you in like, your stupid, beautiful face. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, when did you guys turn into the, you know, Jersey husbands? Or maybe you always were. <laughs> Garcelle's great also because when she was like, I'm going to leave because this is getting nasty. Yeah. (laughs) What's really funny because Lisa suddenly goes, oh, no, I don't want to be nasty. I'm like, yes, you do. What are you talking about? No, that's because suddenly the receipts came out and so now you don't have anything to say about it. Yes, exactly. You have nothing to say about it. So you you had to now pretend that it was just a miscommunication after all. And Sutton actually ends up apologizing to Lisa yes. about her comment. She's like, Lisa, you put your foot into the foot into your mouth all the time. So you would understand that I did the same on Watch What Happens Live. But yeah. I did pay for this. So you cannot say that. I like Satin because she is a mix of putting her foot in her mouth, but also having an explanation for it. Like even this thing that she says about why she was so freaked out about Dorit's break-in. Mm-hmm. To some degree, I'm like, you're kind of trying to uh, recenter yourself so that people feel bad for you so that mm-hmm. they're not mad at you. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, people deal with their trauma in very different ways. It's funny because when the premiere came out and I listened to the Watch of Crappens recap, Ben actually pointed it out. He said, I have a feeling that, Dere- uh, that Sutton is one of those people that just dissociates when something very traumatic is happening. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was something that Sutton he was doing. He actually brought that up before yeah. Sutton, before yes. this episode aired. Yeah. He was already reminded of Sutton's father killing himself. Yes. And I didn't remember that. So yes. I was, when I was listening to Watch What Crappens too, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. But I still feel that being a proper Southern woman and yes. such a such a proper person, in times of distress, she would know what to say without even meaning it, right? Even if yes. she didn't mean it, yes. she would say, oh, I'm so sorry, and say something like that. Even if, even if she didn't mean it, she would actually respond properly. And I was surprised that she didn't respond properly because yeah. that would be the fake way of doing things. She would do that. 
And I then thought that this her not responding to that is actually a deliberate choice. And yes. she's just being, she's like, okay, no, nothing happened. Only purses got lost. So I'm just going to be the villainous person that I decided to be this season. And so that's what she was doing. I mean, they really actually <laughs> was just bizarre too. However, I, I, I think Kyle is, Kyle as usual has no storyline. So she's like, oh, let me take this and run with this now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm excited for it though. Uh, yeah, I am too. Sutton is an asshole and I think whatever comes her way, she deserves it too. But um, while on the way there, I enjoy her dragging Lisa Rinna. Yeah, it's great. Everybody's yeah. an asshole pretty much. Everyone has moments of being an asshole and mm-hmm. I love when they're assholes to other people that mm-hmm. are also assholes. Right. Speaking of assholes, let's mm-hmm. talk about New Jersey. Which asshole? There's so many. Which, which, they're, okay. also, they're also red and extra tanned. The tannest, reddest asshole. Tannest, reddest asshole. Getting direct UV rays to their buttholes. The bankrupt one. The bankrupt one. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, where we picked up. We picked up, this is part three of the reunion, and it was picking back up about with Marge and Jen talking about how they dealt with Bill's affair stuff. And Andy's mm-hmm. asking Jennifer's stories about what happened when the affair actually came out. And I don't know, like, I really was thinking about how I felt about Jennifer Aiden when she first came on the show. I could not fucking stand her because Mm -hmm. she was like, it was very obvious she was trying to have a moment. Mm -hmm. She was very like, she kept making side remarks. She was like, Marge says, very villainous, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she's very catty. The first season, she very much right off the jump is like, I'm going to be Teresa's friend because that is how I stay on this show. And I'm going to fight her battles because this is how I stay on the show. But as the show has gone on, Jennifer has become like a pretty honest and open person. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, this reunion, Jennifer won. Mm. Okay. In my opinion. Do you Mm -hmm. disagree? <laughs> I don't. I I don't think they're either. Neither. I think both of them won. I think Marge. Yeah. Uh, won in the sense that Marge and says it repeatedly, which she doesn't stop there, which is her problem. But she does say that she did not mean to hurt Jennifer. She thought yes. that this was fair game because Jennifer uh, thinks it's fair game to say things to Marge and her mom. So she thought, why hasn't this been brought up? I'm going to bring it up this season and and I'm going to make that fair game because apparently it's okay to hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you back. Yeah. And I do think that she did not mean to hurt Jennifer to this point where she realized, Marge realized she had gone a little too far and this was become too serious and Jennifer was genuinely hurt and that her kids genuinely did not know. And so I was happy that Marge um, did apologize. I guess um, Teresa was happy too because Teresa almost wants to say something and then Marge says, I'm sorry, I hurt your children. And then Teresa like nods her head and closes her mouth and she's like, oh good, you said sorry to her kids. That's good (laughs) because now, yeah. So see, see Jackie, you need to say sorry to Gia. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, uh, I think Marge was... Marge admitted she did something wrong. She admitted it during the season and she said she did apologize. Now, Jennifer also apologized. Yes. Jennifer was also very honest about what was happening. Um, and she uh, she does say, yes, now, you know, it's all in the open. And she does admit that, you know, when Melissa pushes her, she does admit that, you know, Jennifer Aiden, the wife, is actually happy that Bill's stuff has come yeah. to light because obviously now she's receiving a lot of sympathy and empathy that she had to deal with this all by herself. She says she has been crying all by herself in her car. Yes. That was the only place she could cry. And I completely, I felt so bad for her in that moment. That's the thing. Like Jennifer, what I really liked about her whole thing was that she was able to give like a, not a black and white answer about things. Right. Mm -hmm. She kept saying that it's not black and white. Like, yes, me as a, as an individual, I'm happy that my, that my husband's Mm -hmm. secret is out because I'm tired of holding it in. But as a parent and I'm as a mother and a wife, I'm horrified. Right. Like Mm -hmm. 
I like that she's able to give those answers. I like that they're giving her the space to give those answers. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like was Marge kept saying, we were just surprised to see how much she was crying because she's been so villainous. And it's like, I get that you were surprised at how hurt she was, but then admit the fact that you did this to hurt her. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that bothers me about Marge is she keeps being like, oh, I didn't think that she would be so hurt. And yeah. I was just doing it because I wanted to call out the hypocrisy. But it's like you did it at the wrong time yeah. and you can't say that you weren't trying to hurt her and that this because there's no reason for that. Like there's yeah. no – that's not a justification. You yeah. were obviously trying to hurt her. Just admit yeah. that you were trying to hurt her. Yeah. That's the thing that drives me crazy about Margaret. But it seems like there's like a possible – way forward. But Marge says one thing. She says, if everything was so amazing, you wouldn't crumble like this. And I was like, is anyone going to talk about Jackie? Mm-hmm. Like, why is Jackie still so upset about right. Frank and Jennifer's conversation about right. this woman that Evan was possibly yeah. hooking up with? Yeah. Like, it, I got the sense by the end that they were 100% the main group, the A-team, yeah. if you will, is protecting Jackie and Evan. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They know that Jackie is having a hard time with her eating disorder. They know that she's in a bad mental health space. They're all bros with Evan. Yeah. And they're aware that Evan and Jackie have more money than all of them combined. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they are actively protecting them because even when Jen is talking about her vindication, she wasn't the one that was act like, yes, she was digging, but mm-hmm. Frank is the one that provided her that information in the first place. Yeah. And he, Frank and Frank and Jennifer brings it up and says it's Frank who did it, but somehow they all find excuses for Frank. Yes. They always find excuses for the men. Yes. The men can do no wrong. Yes. And it's yeah. like if if there's nothing, if everything is amazing and there's these rumors are lies, mm-hmm. then why are you falling apart? Because that is also the like that's their justification for why, mm-hmm. oh, you know how they knew that Jennifer was obviously hiding something mm-hmm. is because she was falling apart. Right. Okay. What's up with Jackie? Yeah. Are we just going to end now? Did you see Jackie's not returning next season? Yeah. Is she going to be friend of? Or? I think she's going to be friend of, but I wouldn't be surprised if she purposely took a step back because she's starting to see the walls crumble around her regarding her husband. Mm. I have a theory. I don't think – I 100% think Evan cheated on her. Really? I 100% think it. The way that they were all behaving. You think she was so in her eating disorder issues, she was not, she didn't notice him cheating? Is that or what? No, I think think he cheated. I think Mm -hmm. they dealt with it. And I think when the cheating rumors came out, because it was true, she fell deeper into her eating disorder Mm. because it triggered her. And that's why she keeps being like, oh, I don't want him to leave me if I gain weight. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like Jackie definitely got cheated on. Because like Marge said, if everything was so amazing, you wouldn't be crumbling like this. Well, we will find out. Things always have a way of coming out. They sure do. Um, What did you think of Louis's performance? Louis is – he is – I think – Gareth Brooks walked so Louis could run. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Louis yeah. has, he has a playbook so set up. Yeah. He, his business was crumbling. He wasn't going to be in a bad financial position. And he found a willing victim for him. He has hard thinking. He, in front of other people, he's coming off as a sane one. The one that keeps the uh, the insane one calm. So now mm-hmm. Ter- Teresa, in a few in a few uh, years, he can say, "Oh, my crazy ex wife Teresa." Yep. Remember yep. how she flipped tables and how she would scream, and there was no reasoning with her. And people would sympathize empathize with Louis and not with Teresa. And Teresa is just dumb enough not to see this happening. He has applied. He has now filed for bankruptcy. Yep. He said he was let go from a company he founded. Yep. So he had founder stock. He had money. So they would have paid him off to get him off the company. So he has money there. So either he did not found it or he didn't get fired or he has money 
coming from that company anyways. And he says yeah. he didn't get another job. And now he's filing for bankruptcy while throwing mm-hmm. Teresa a, a six-figure birthday party for mm-hmm. her birthday this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you're filing for how you must have money set aside in some corporation somewhere. It's stuck there. You're just filing for bankruptcy. And now Teresa is going to blame Margaret for that bankruptcy. She's going to say, look what you did. He lost his job. He had to file for bankruptcy. I had to support him. He couldn't find another job. And now uh, he's struggling. And it's all because of you, Margaret. And now I have to break up whatever money I have and put it in his name. So he could have some money to start up with. He, you know he's going to start a business next year. And he's going to use Teresa's capital to start that business because he's going to claim that he doesn't have any money. Let's not forget that Teresa still blames Caroline Manzo and Jacqueline Lorita for why she went to jail. It's right. not because Joe Judice committed crimes. Right. Or it's- that she was dumb enough not to know what she was signing. Exactly. It is because Caroline and Jacqueline wanted to take her down because of that conversation they had in the Mm -hmm. backyard Mm -hmm. where Caroline and Jackie asked her if she was going to go to jail. Right. This is like Teresa's logic and Mm -hmm. Louis has been watching this show. He knows exactly the kind of woman she is. This whole thing, this performance he puts on of being calm and so thoughtful and, you know, I forgive you, Margaret. What are you talking about? We watched you on the show. We watched you yell and scream. We watched you on the very first day of filming. We watched you in the back room with uh, with Joe Gorga in the last episode of the reunion where he said, yeah, she is the one who put up, who did all that stuff. Remember when Joe is is screaming, Louis comes in and Louis actually supports Teresa in that moment. Exactly. And now suddenly, oh, I've had a chance to listen to Margaret talk. Um, she's been saying the same exact thing this right. whole time. And yeah. Louis was the one that at, in that dinner that they had in Nashville that ended abruptly. He picked up Teresa and made her walk away. Right. And he was like, I'm not filming anymore. Also, the very first episode that he was supposed to be filming down at the shore, mm-hmm. Teresa left and said, fuck you guys, I'm not filming. And she said to to producers, he's freaking out. Or the producer yeah. said, hey, Louis's freaking out. So clearly, Louis, you are not just okay with this. Yeah. He riled up Teresa to fight his battle because he knows who she is. He made her look like an idiot because she took the bait and like a violent criminal. Yeah. And now he's going to use that against her because look, look at this, you know, crazy Crazy delusional person. Yeah. And, and, and Margaret, I'm like shocked that she's falling for it. I think no. I think Margaret at that point is like, I'm done with this. Like, Margaret at this point, remember, has been screaming at Teresa that she's not the one who started the rumor. The rumors are already there. She's not the internet. She's been screaming this at Teresa. And even Louis says, you are not at fault, Margaret. And Teresa still is blaming Margaret. At this point, Margaret is like, you idiot. You're falling for this con man. You're going to get you know, completely burnt by this man. And at that point, when two years from now, three years from now, I'll come back and say, I told you so. But yeah. for now, I'm checking out. I'm done warning you. There's all you can, you can do when you watch a train wreck happening and you've done all the signals you can do. Now you're like, okay, I'm going to let it happen because that's the only way you're going to learn. So yeah, dude, Margaret is checked out. She's like, I don't want to deal with this because I think Margaret also sees how, Louis is playing a very serious game. He is oh, yeah. very into it. And to the point where it's scary to me. If Once it was you bone see chilling. that, it's bone it, chilling. It was bone chilling watching him So if him you were Margaret and, and you were attuned to it and you can pick up those signals and you watch that happen, you watch him whisper to her, tell her that if you love me, you will calm down. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, If I heard that, I would be like, he's dangerous. I don't want to have anything to do with him. And he knows that Teresa is old school. She doesn't want to show that they're not a together front. Mm-hmm. So she he she would never say to him, what are you talking about? You were mad yeah. at him too. She's yeah. not going to shout the way Jennifer shouted at Bill. Hey, Bill, fucking Bill. say something, right? Yeah. yeah. She's not going to do that. She's yeah. That's not Teresa. Even Teresa Melissa, can, quite Melissa will put Joe Gorga on the spot. She's done that in the past. She yes. will call him out. 
But Teresa's not going to do it. Teresa will never do that. Oh, God. Speaking of Joe Gorga, mm-hmm. goodness, he is delusional. I want to ask. Behind those beautiful eyelashes. Yeah. I want to ask, delusion. what, where is Margaret's feminism when Joe Gorga is saying that the men are more stable up here? Mm-hmm. And when he's telling Jennifer, you got to take some kind of abuse. And Melissa is shouting, you asked for it, honey. You asked mm-hmm. for it. When yeah. there's like, why is your husband fighting with me? That's true. Where so, is your feminism, Margaret? Yeah. What yeah. happened to defending it's women? It's like they Margaret? don't see Jennifer as they see the, the here's the problem. Margaret doesn't see Jennifer as a woman unless she sees her as a victim. Yeah. Oh, girl. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Wow. She doesn't see her as a strong woman, so she doesn't see her as a woman unless she puts her in the category of a battered woman. And then she's like, oh, let me rescue you. But when she is, when she is, when she is being strong and yeah, uh, screaming and making sense, then Margaret has Margaret and Jackie actually. I think Jackie. I feel more for against Jackie than I do against Margaret because Margaret is least trying and speaking. Jackie is the quiet one that doesn't say much, but is agreeing agreeing with Margaret so much more. And in yeah. her silence, for Jackie to be the strong, educated woman sitting there and not speaking up, yeah. but speaking to Jennifer when uh, Teresa's not there and trying to make some inroads there and trying to be warm. Well, yeah. if you're so friendly with Jennifer, when Margaret is talking, speak up, Jackie. Yes. And show some, you know, sh- put some fairness in that, co- you know, in that conversation and say, mm-hmm. to be fair, what Jennifer is saying is true too. And say something on behalf of Jennifer to show Jennifer that you could actually be friends with her. Yes. No, it's not going to yeah. happen. That's why Jackie's friend of, because she barely yeah. talked the second half. Yeah. She barely talked. Um, hilarious that they cut Tracy right out of it. Oh, my God. It took me three re- reunions to realize that Tracy wasn't even there. Kiki. It was when uh, Kiki wasn't even there. It was like when Tiki Bar- Barber didn't show up with the men. I was yeah. like, wait, where's Tiki Barber? Oh, where's Kiki Barber? She got Kiki dressed up and everything. Make it. Huh? She got dressed up and everything. That's what I heard, that she was there. And they <laughs> probably filmed with her but did not show her. She's going to be in the lost footage. <laughs> You know she, they're going to do a last footage episode like two weeks from now, and she's going to show up in that. It's never happened before. I mean, How? they even rolled out the girl from uh, Potomac. They rolled her out for one line. Like, they asked her one question. I forgot her right. name. I feel so bad. She was so cute. Yeah. They roll out everybody. I mean, Atlanta, Why you've had... You give her the very last, you know, bring out the chair, the folding chair, and put it down there? No, so apparently she did sit on a folding chair. There was a, <laughs> There was pictures. And they just put her on the folding chair because they were like, great, this is easy to cut out. We'll edit her right out of here. I wonder if she requested to be, because she didn't get a a better deal or anything, she requested not no. to be. No, no, I think she wanted to be on here. You kidding me? No way. It's Crazy. so funny. It's so funny. You know what else is funny? So like yeah. Louis and Margaret and everybody, they're like going back and forth, whatever. And Teresa, Teresa, he's like very nice to Margaret and Teresa's not being nice. <laughs> Andy says something like, we're on a Teresa go around and I love the ride, but we're going in circles. But when he says that, Teresa says, thank you. Like when he says, <laughs> we're on a Teresa go around, I love the ride. You see that. her face go, thank you. Like, no, Teresa. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> so stupid. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the dumbest of them all? <laughs> Oh God, I'm gonna miss these crazy ladies. It's like, also, like mirror, like she is wearing a broken mirror, so it's not <laughs> even telling you the truth. The mirror broke. She doesn't understand metaphors, analogies. <laughs> she doesn't understand any of it. It's so uh, good. Uh, she, um, she's really dumb. She's so dumb. I can see how she can be taken for a ride every fucking time. How They'll did be she, filming again how soon. Did she get, how did she get to be 50 and successful and make money? And ha- I don't. 
Oh my god. We watch anybody on TV. That's how. She was she me. Was once, it's me. I made her rich. Yeah, we did. Her. She was once a 36-year-old woman cast on a reality TV show, and we thought she was cute and funny because she had a ogre of a she husband. She said bubby. She <laughs> said she boobies. got her bubbies, and she was sweet <laughs> and lovable, and then she made a cookbook, and then we made her famous. She flipped a table, made a cookbook, and we said, you know what? We're keeping you. You went to jail? No problem. <laughs> Come on back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Any other thoughts about New Jersey or Beverly Hills? No, I just, uh, I am super nervous. The more I've seen Louis, I'm super nervous for Teresa and her money. Um, And she's going to be so, I don't know. I feel like this is going to end up, end very badly. (laughs) Just, I'm so scared for her. But you know what? Also, You know who but I also, don't like? Ten Ten, very good, um, very good season actually. Very good season, short season, but actually season. very good. Yeah, every I episode it. was good. I'll I'll say it. I think more epi- more seasons should be shorter, with yeah. more content. Yeah. Do not give me an episode where you have like I don't know, like a party that you're planning for half of the episode. I don't care about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, also what I thought was funny was they're asking everybody like, what was your greatest high low? <laughs> Melissa's like, oh, I'm so happy to see Antonia recover. I was like, what? Who? What? Antonia. And did you notice that she just stole Kyle Richards storyline from yeah, last year? Ben, who Ben or Ronnie brought it up too. They're like, oh, that was Kyle's storyline. Yes. Or maybe you did. I did. I was like, you did. I listened to you talk. And it was like, this is the complete um, stealing of that storyline. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to just take it from Kyle. Because you know what? She's on the West Coast, so this is different. So she's the the East Coast Kyle is what she's saying. Equally boring. No storyline. Yes. Yes. And a husband. What would happen if Joe Gorga did quit? Would, Would Melissa survive? She wouldn't. They wouldn't have her on the show if he quit. Yeah. The only reason I wish she had show. quit. I wish she had quit. I think Melissa needs a break. She needs to go away for a little while. Yeah, she doesn't really bring anything. And she yeah. acts like she is a voice of reason and so calm. And she tries to, like, it's almost like she's she's painted herself to be, like, the anti-Teresa in that yeah. she's more calm and she's more thoughtful. And right. she's, like, not old school. But right. she is old school. She's old she school is. in a lot of ways. She was laughing as her husband was talking about how Jennifer should get abused from time to time. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. She's not any different than Teresa. Actually, Everybody says this. Teresa and Melissa are the exact same person. So mm. people I know in Jersey that I used to work with, their daughters went to – they were part of jan- dance mm. and gymnastics and all these mm-hmm. things with these people's kids. Yeah, Teresa and Melissa are the same exact person. They are the same exact person. I can see that. Which is why Joe Gorga is so upset because he would rather be fucking his sister. <laughs> also, he said one thing about like Frank's balls. He goes, I've never seen – anything without balls and i was like Like how many what (laughs) no i was like do you regularly go see looking for balls no but also like what do you mean you've never seen a person without balls like have you met women like i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah Uh, these crazy kids they're gonna start filming soon i cannot believe they just finished the reunion i don't know i don't know it's time to go again. It's like Summer House Reunion just finished. They're about to start filming again. Well, that's true. That's so true. Good. So Your good. Your recap of Summer House was so good. Oh, thanks. It was so much fun to listen to. I was like raging with you. Oh, good. Lindsay, Lindsay. And we got hubbed, huh? We got hubbed, yeah. Hubhouse sent me a message. But I'm never going to share that stuff on our mm-hmm. social media because – I just like I don't want to be one of those people that's like I'm friendly with like a person on Bravo. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be friends with them. Okay. Yeah. You're never gonna ha- see me put a Bravo person on this podcast unless they are no longer on Bravo. Like Tiffany Moon can yeah. come on this podcast because she's no longer on Bravo. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the rule you should have. That is no the one... rule. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, that's the I'm rule. not. 
Not that anyone wants to be on the podcast. No, no, nobody is clamoring. It's not like it's not like Lindsay was like, Do can I come on your podcast? She just commented saying she really agreed with me and appreciated the post. Um <laughs> Oh, wait. Speaking of summer house and prenups and all that stuff, did you mm-hmm. hear what Louis said about, oh, I came back from that trip and she hit me with a prenup saying that I need to pay a million dollars to marry her? I was like, Oh, so now we got a little prenup thing for Louis. So now she yeah. can say, he can say, I don't want to sign a prenup because, you know, the last time it was so bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking snake. Yeah. He's good. And why did she want a million dollars to make? Who does that? Who says, I need a, at, at the prenup. You say that when, if you split, then this is how the split would go. You don't say, pay me to marry you. Of course. Who does that? That is unless unless you have already borrowed a million dollars from her for Correct. your business and she's like, no, pay me back that money. Let's have a prenup agreement together for the rest of the for the rest of our lives and then we can marry. Because until that gets settled, I cannot marry you. Exactly. But and you that's when Teresa's like, not oh, gonna yeah, ask those I have questions. Squeezed all the money I can from this person. I'm moving on to the next. Yeah. Teresa's not gonna ask those questions. No. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm so happy to talk to you. Me too. This was so much fun. I got my laughterbation done. <laughs> yes. This is it. I I think I need you to come back for when the Dubai girls are on our TV. Oh, yeah. That looks interesting. And I don't know how to. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how that goes. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.